What's up, YouTube? I'm Robert, and this is the Biker Channel, or today it's the Biker Bar. And if you guys aren't familiar, this is a, a podcast live stream, happens every Sunday at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. If you're in a different time zone, get a calculator or Google and figure out what time it is for you. Um, so today we have Nate from Tasco. And uh, if you guys aren't familiar with them, they are a uh, mountain bike. I think, what, what do you guys say on your website? Mountain bike gear uh, uh, or apparel, lifestyle apparel, something like that? We say whatever will drive the traffic. <laughs> so Nate, I'll go ahead and give you, let you uh, uh, give a little explanation of what you guys do over there and we can just go from there. Sound good? Right on. <clears throat> How's it going, you guys? What an honor. Thanks, Robert, for having us on, or me on, I should say, the royal we. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Stoked to be here. Nice sunny evening here in San Diego, probably 75 and kind of sucks being inside right now, but you're making it well by by this fun here. So uh, yeah, we're, we're down here in San Diego. We do a lot of lifestyle. We do a lot of uh, tons of gloves and socks lately. We'll talk a little bit about that. But uh, yeah, just purveyors of fun on the trail. Right on, man. So um, are you are you having a beer here since we're sitting at the biker bar? I am. I obliged. I'm having myself a, uh, our neighbors right here are uh, Pizza Port, and uh, they've got some good beer over there, and I've got a, a Shark Bite Red Ale that I'm drinking tonight. What's, nice what's 16 Pizza ounce. Port? What's that? What, what's Pizza Port? Pizza Port is, uh, they've got about five locations here in San Diego. They make a ridiculously good pizza, and they, uh, they happen to brew a really good beer or two, and then they've got a, just a great tap list in there as well. So it's always oh, confusing right. which one to go for. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I, I hear you there. So you were telling me just a second ago that I thought it was kind of funny that you, you had the, the shark bite beer there, but yeah. apparently there was some kind of shark attack down in San Diego today. Yeah, not sure if it's the right time to be having a shark bite, but uh, but yeah, down here, uh, a 13-year-old uh, got hit by a shark lot yesterday, and they don't know what, but that sounds like 11-foot great white uh, right off the coast, and uh Ironically, uh, my son and I were going to be out. It was opening day for uh, for lobster diving yesterday, and we were both going to be in the water at six o'clock yesterday. Oh, um, wow. But it didn't work out for whatever reason. Right. That's one of those times where you're like, man, I'm super stoked that my plans fell through. <laughs> yep, yep. My son flaked on me. Great. Right. Right. <laughs> So you said a second ago that you guys sell a, a lot of socks and, and, and gloves. And, and to be honest, I mean, that's what I knew of you guys when I first started was that, you know, oh, they had gloves. Actually, I take that back. I think the reason that I found your company is, is the hat that I'm wearing right now. I want to say it was like a Facebook ad or something like that that came up. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And, uh, and I, I ordered it. And at that point, like, I didn't even really know about the gloves or anything i just thought it was it was a pretty cool design yeah it, it kind of morphed into more i mean it started out um i guess if i were to jump just jump back we got an hour here might as well tell you right yeah um, yeah we got, we got as much time as you want man yeah. <laughs> we started it out as a just a lifestyle brand a buddy and i we were finishing up a, a bike race down here back when i used to race and actually take things a little more seriously but uh we were we had one of the quick and dirty races down here in san diego and we're finishing the race and we're waiting for the, the awards and um, just looked around and I'm putting on a Ruka shirt. He's putting on a Hurley shirt and everybody's putting on surf inspired clothes down here. Right. And we just kind of looked at each other and we said, why, why, 
why are we putting this on? We're, we're out here mountain biking today. And so uh, it was from there, we just decided in the, in the hat you're wearing there, that was our first design, design number one. And I feel like we hit it out of the park. Thankfully, the guy that did that did a really good job. Um, and so basically, yeah, we just brought a couple of, uh, couple of designs to the next race and sold through them. And that was pretty cool. So then we made a few more designs and it just kind of snowballed from there. And uh, at that point, it was under the name Oso, Oso MTB. And I think my little avatar might still say Oso on this Google Hangouts, but um, that's where it started out. Yeah, we just, uh, and then it just snowballed. It just kind of grew and grew from there. And about two years ago, we made the decision to, to launch a glove product and just ridiculously stoked on how well that's working out for us. Um, but when we did that, we just didn't want to look like everybody else and come out with another glove. We wanted to do something different, unique, and kind of put a stamp on it. And uh, that's when we did the socks with it, too. So op almost opened up a new collection with that um, by just taking a, a really good glove product, putting a fun design on it, and then um, adding in a, a really good sock, too, that, uh, that matches up. And people are eating it up. It's fun. I, I actually enjoy what you're what you're saying there as far as the uh, the mountain bike clothing. You know, I can definitely say that I didn't put two and two together ahead of time. You know, but I've definitely had that thought process in my biking career where it's like, why is it that I can't have a shirt that's just freaking cool to wear that has to do with biking? Like the only places that you can really get those is like these like you know super screen print kind of like online companies that you know 25 different designers had there's no like quote unquote hurley uh, of the mountain bike bike um apparel industry i guess until you guys showed up you know so well, the, desi yeah, the desire the desire was really just to i don't know if i were to take an, a brand i re i look up to i grew up surfing and riding and snowboarding and everything and you know, a brand that I thought just knocked out of the park in my early days was Quicksilver. And, yeah. um, you know, just a brand that just really you could you could wear it and it represented what you did. Um, and then they kind of morphed into more than that and started selling them in Costco and lost a little yeah. of the soul for sure. But, you know, especially in the early days, that was a brand that was really, really cool to me. It's and funny so, you say that. Every time I hear Nirvana playing at like Walmart or Target, I feel like Cobain's just like rolling over in his yeah. head, <laughs> you know, like this is like the farthest thing that he would ever want it to his music to be, you know, like, have you ever gotten like an elevator and heard something like that, you know, or like, like Metallica playing in the elevator. You're like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Yeah. You know? the, the worst is when it's Metallica playing to like an orchestra, you know, like elevator <laughs> music style. <laughs> That's funny. That's actually the only way I can get my lady to listen to Metallica. So <laughs> there you go in an elevator. No, that they, they they had a CD that was like they did with the San Francisco Philharmonic. Yeah. So she was like, one day she's like, oh yeah, I like Metallica. I'm like, you like one song that was on the radio. You don't like yep. Metallica. And then um, so I played her some more Metallica, and she's like, no, I don't like that. And I'm like, see, I told you. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, so um, I'll also say that you guys started a fucking animal with me. Um, I, I, for years, have seen like the sock guys pop up all over the place, and all these people like 
like talking about, oh yeah, I love socks. I gotta have all the socks. And, and I was like, yeah, you guys are fucking gay, dude. I, I'm I'm wearing <laughs> a pair of freaking athletic socks that are like just below my ankles, so you can barely even see them. And that's what I do. And uh, <laughs> Brian Vaughn, one of your ambassadors, sent me a pair of your gloves and a pair of your socks. And um, I was like, the OCD in me was like, oh wait a minute. I can match this stuff, you know, and, 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 and instantly I'm like, next thing, I think I've, I've gone to your site and put like $300 of shit in my cart, like four or five times. Thank God I haven't done it drunk or I would have everything that you guys have by now. But uh, <laughs> I, I really enjoy that. And, you know, I, I enjoy that, like that, that, that kind of like kit, so to speak, you know, that you yeah. can, can get. And I also, Never, and this is funny because I get poison oak like there's no tomorrow. And so I never wore big socks just because, I don't know, when I was a kid somewhere along the line, like 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 pulling your socks up in the 80s was cool. And then there was a point where it wasn't cool anymore. Yep. And I grew up in that point, like right when it became not cool. So it was like, yep. I'm not riding around the trails with socks up. That's stupid. It's hot outside. And then the next thing you know, I'm like, oh, wow. If I put knee pads on and socks on, I don't get poison oak. This is like a revelation to me. Until you take them off. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> I just leave them on all the time, actually. <laughs> I get a shower like Jet like George Jetson, you know, just walk in, freaking whoop, yep. bunch of yeah, soap. Leached out, yeah. <laughs> no, it's been fun, though. It's been fun to see a lot of people just, just having fun with it. And, you know, the, the goal is, like, we're, we're a bunch of black now, right? Black, grays, just kind of subtle colors on the rest of your kit. And then spice it up on your digits, right? That's kind of the, the fun of yeah, it, I, I guess. It, man. I, I totally dig it. Because that's the way I buy helmets and, and camelbacks and stuff like that. Is like, in my mind, I'm like, oh, this thing's going to last maybe longer than this bike. You know what I yep. mean? So, like, I, I'm like, oh, every and every time I'm like, get a helmet, I'm like, oh, well, I want to make sure I get a neutral color. Because then it doesn't matter what bike I ride, it's fine. You know? So, like, yeah, I definitely, definitely dig what you're saying. Um with the like do you guys do all your own designs in house or is that something that like you originally like started like contracting out and now you have something yeah. super fun story right there um all, all the t-shirts are done pretty much there's probably 10 different artists that have contributed to the t-shirts um so if you see them there's anyone from you know skywalker is the guy that did a couple of our early designs and he continues to do some work for us but he's just a he's a muralist in town here he he, he rides a bike really well he he surfs crazy good. He's actually on a mural tour, touring around the States in his, uh, in his sprinter right now, just doing murals all over the place. But, um, so, you know, he's done a couple, we had, um, one of our designs is done by Jill Kittner, which was really cool. That was kind of our, our big name artist that we've, uh, had, had do some work and that's the bike bits collection. And you see that like this month we ran it on gloves, the pink gloves. And who is, um, who is Jill Kittner for people that don't know who that is? Right on. Yeah. Jill, Jill's a crazy good downhill racer. Uh, I think I want to say she's going to correct me here if I, if I say it wrong, but I think it's 18 time downhill national champion. Oh, um, wow. Just rides crazy good on a mountain bike. Um, super cool girl. Uh, her and Bryn, her husband are just great people. Uh, Bryn Atkinson. Um, um, but yeah, you know, she doesn't ride for us, so we can't claim that part, but she is one of our artists and uh, we've just had a lot of fun working with her for sure. Um, and then there's, you know, some, somebody else. Graphic designer. What's that? I said, that's cool. So she's a mountain biker and a graphic designer. 
You know what? So the artwork that we have is um, out of her sketch pad. So when she travels around to different races, she uh, she basically sketches. Um, she, she'll sketch out the course. She'll sketch out what she wants to have in her gear bag, you know, whatever it might be. And so we've got her sketch pad. We got a hold of it with her permission, of course, and um, and just transferred that into a just a fun little you know design that we've used. Um, but yeah, she's she's crazy. She, she's she's a great um, athlete and and artist at the same time. So good when, human. Did, when when did this all come together? When when was it that you? I I forget what did you say the year earlier? Whenever you were like, yeah. So 2014 we launched Oso. 2015 we launched Tasco. Um, and then so yeah, and then the gloves launched in 2000. Shoot, what is it? 2017. Sea uh, otter. So that was a. Uh, yeah, it's all kind of happened quickly. Yeah, so so then obviously then about the time that I I actually probably purchased the product, you guys were a brand new company then. Yep, yep, wow. very likely. You got a you got an OG hat there. Right on. That's funny. Um, I, I just thought the design was really cool, and you know, I I, I think that you, I'm I'm not a native Californian, but I live here, so I consider myself one now, and and especially all the people where I'm from. They all consider me Californian, so I, I'm I'm not like welcome at home anymore because I'm a fucking Californian. So, um. <laughs> where, where was home, where was home originally for you? Oh, I'm from Pennsylvania, so they just they they they're they're a little bit different over there. I got this, you know, I got this tattoo last time I was home. One of my cousins was like, "So did you go to prison or something? We got that prison tattoo on your arm for," and like, and it was funny because like to me living out here like everybody has ink out here you know what i mean and 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 I, i'm walking around back home and i start looking and i'm like there's people with tattoos but not like like they, they got like the the one piece off the the flash wall you know that they they got you know they got the the, the, the Tasmanian devil or something yeah and not like like out here i mean it, it's typical to see like women with full sleeves and you know what i mean like it it it, it was funny though it's just makes you kind of realize how things are very different, but, um, you know, we're all this, we're all Americans, right? You know? Yep. <laughs> so, um, you have the, the shirts and the socks and that that's really like marketed to the mountain bikers, but then you have the other, other line of stuff you have. I'm sorry. I said shirts and socks. I said, I meant to say socks and gloves. So, but you have just the, the hats and the t-shirts the and stuff like that. Do you, do you see a lot of that, those sales, like going like to people that maybe aren't, aren't in the sport, you know? Yeah. You know, I mean, initially, so we branded it. Um, and I should actually, I should take a step back and explain to you what Tasco stands for. Um, that's a good, good little fun piece of oh, trivia. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you that a minute ago. How'd you, why did you decide to drop Oso and go to Tasco? Well, so we had to, so about four months into this process, I said, all right, you know what, if we're going to make a real brand out of this, I got to make sure I got the name locked down. And, uh, when I had initially come up with the name Oso, which is bear in Spanish, um, it was available on the trademark website and so all was good. Well, so happens that in December, one of my buddies calls me up and he says, hey, click on the home shopping network right now. Um, they've got a new line that they're showing that's Oso Casuals. And I went, oh, what's going on with that? So I looked and sure enough, they're selling the home shopping, actually it was QVC, was selling uh, Oso Casuals like women's culottes and blouses and all these kind of things. Oh, wow. And uh, 
I went, all right. So I went and looked online and yeah, sure enough, they had applied for the trademark for that name. And I decided it wasn't probably in my best interest to uh, take on QVC, um, yeah. try to battle yeah. them for a name. So uh, we went back to the drawing boards and man, a month, two months later, just trying to come up with a name that kind of felt like it fit to what we wanted to do. And my son walks in, he was 11 at the time and he walks in to my office and I had the trademark page pulled up and he goes, dad, are you serious? You still can't come up with a name. He goes, it shouldn't be this hard. And I go, yeah, 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 yeah. And he goes, dad, at the time we were selling a lot of t-shirts. He goes, call it the awesome shirt company. And I go, yeah, no, not going to do that. That sounds like something you'd see in a resort town or something like that, you know, right. a bunch of different shirts. And he goes, dad, I got it. Cause we'd kicked around the idea, you know, what's Ruka stand for? What's, you know, FMF. And we've got this place real, really good donuts locally. It's called VG's donut. That stands for very good donuts. Uh-huh. And, uh, he goes, Dad, I got it. Call it Tasco. That sounds sick. <laughs> and I go, all right, well, well, let's check it out. And sure enough, it was available. Um, there's a company that makes binoculars, huge company, uh, Tasco Optics, that's out there. So I had to get around, make sure I could get into the apparel category without infringing on their trademark name. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we were able to nail it down. And here we are. So yeah, the awesome shirt company is what Tasco really yes. stands for. <laughs> That's pretty cool, actually. I, I I like that story. I uh, always ask people like how they came up their logos and stuff like that, and I, I think it's just a, a fun conversation. Every once in a while, I've run into somebody that's like, we actually couldn't come up with anything. It was just like the coolest thing that was like yeah, one piece. Pretty much, that's pretty much where I was, and my son pulled it out of the hat, so we uh, we ran it. No, I think it, I think it's good. You know, I do. I I um I don't know if you know. I do IT outside of of YouTube, and uh, people will will like, hey, I want to build this website, and I'll be like, okay, cool. So the first thing that you need to do is find a domain name. I'll talk to you in like six months. Yeah, because <laughs> like that's that's the thing. I mean, even with starting my channel, that was part of of the problem. Was like, I want a name that is easy to remember. That is, you know has something to do with what what I'm providing but also I can get on YouTube and freaking Instagram and Facebook and and you know this this is what I ended up with but I mean even on my my social media I still have to attack the the B1 on the end because there's you know somebody else a thought of biker already you know yep. Yep, I know. I saw him. I, I saw him when I was searching for you. Um, yeah. But no, so we we tag on MTB to everything, especially in the early couple first first couple of years. All of our product, all of our marketing, everything was Tasco MTB, and that yeah. was because when somebody went to do a Google search or want, wanted to find us online, if they just typed in Tasco, they'd pull up a binocular company, and yeah. then they'd be out of there, right? So we we branded everything with a MTB at the end. But really, as the brand's growing that's dropping off because what I found is, you know, a lot of friends that don't ride or, you know, they have a bike, but they don't ride a lot or, you know, just people in the area that like the logo, whatever it is, um, they end up feeling like a poser if they're wearing it. It's got a big yeah. MTB. You know what that stands for. Right. So, yeah, yeah. so more and more, a lot of the line is dropping. We had, um, or dropping the MTB part of it and it's just task straight Tasco. Um, but we had six, guys race supercross this year in our gloves um and obviously having a big mtb all over their gloves didn't make a lot of sense um right. but but so yeah so just you know being able to cross over into other areas ideally i mean the vision of the brand is it's an outdoor brand 
with a core in mountain biking. So right. the mountain bike is what takes you to that adventure or it's, it's a big part of that adventure. It's the core of that adventure, but really it's an outdoor brand is really. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, or it's just, you know, it's what you used to get started. I mean, that was part of the reason I used biker and not something to do with mountain biking was I, I wanted to be able to have that ability in the future to like possibly talk about road bikes or CX bikes yep. or e-bikes, yep. whatever fucking bike it is that I don't even know is out yet. You know what I mean? Yep. And I didn't want to be like stuck in that. And just, you know, cause through my, my professional career, I've been through branding processes and, and looked at that stuff and, and, and I'm always, a, I, I've been a dreamer, you know? So to me, I'm already like planning it out. Like it's going to be this huge thing where it's still like two years later, I'm sitting in my garage drinking beer, you know? So, <laughs> but Hey, you never know, right? It's the third year that counts, right? <laughs> I just like to freaking overanalyze things. I think that's what it really comes down to. But, um, Oh man, I had something good to ask you a second ago and now I forgot what it was. So either way, um, but I totally get what you're saying about people being a, a poser, you know, or something like that. Like if, for instance, like when I was younger, another surf brand was Rusty and mm -hmm. they, they had, you know, that really sick looking R logo and my name's Robert. So I was like, I always liked that shit because I had a big fucking R on it, you know? Yep. I wasn't yep. a surfer. You know, damn surfing in Pennsylvania, you know? <laughs> like, right. But, uh, but I, you I can, can pull it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can dig it though. So, um, what is is or what was it that made you kind of come to the design of the glove the way that you did with no pads? Um, for me, I, I always for years and years, actually before you and hand up, I never ever wore a pair of gloves that didn't have pads in it since the nineties. You know yep. what I mean? And 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 I never even tried it because in my head I was like, dude, the pads are like sometimes make my hands tired. So there's no way in fucking hell no pads isn't going to make him tired. Right. And so, you know, like I think honestly it, it was Brian, the, the gloves that sent he sent me from you because I think I got those before I had a pair of hand ups. And, and I was like, well, I need to be matchy matchy. So I'm going to wear them. And then I was actually surprised, you know, that 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 the the hand fatigue wasn't there or whatever. So what, what, what was it that made you decide to do that? And I don't think you, you still don't have another like line of gloves that has padding in it or anything. Do you? No, no. And I don't, we don't have a, a big desire to either. Um, there's a couple things that, you know, the, first of all, the Velcro, anybody that's washed a pair of Velcro gloves with the rest of your gear, you, you know, that it, it'll just, you know, snag on everything and, and the Velcro wears out and it starts flopping around on you and, you know, just kind of a nuisance. So, you know, coming up with having a simple entry into the glove um, that has a good stretch, but then has a good memory. So it pulls back and it's, it's nice and snug on you. But really just the single layer leather, as soon as you ride in that, a glove like that, you don't want it. Like you said, you don't want anything different unless you're on a you know, hundred mile road ride, I guess. Right. Then maybe you want to, if you're sitting all the time and, you know, you want to have a little bit of padding in, in, um, in your, you know, in your palms, but you know, also the other thing is just zero seams. That was a big deal for us when we designed that glove. Um, so if you look at the bottom of the glove, there's just no seam at all. Um, and that just is a huge deal um, for longer, longer distance rides um, as well. But yeah, just simplicity, right? Having it be easy to get on, easy to get off, works with a touchscreen phone. Um, and you don't notice it's on your hand when you're wearing it. That's kind of the biggest deal, I think, to me. Yeah, you know, and, and I think for me, personally like i like my gloves to be tight and i don't like them to like blow out through the ride 
and, and right. cause that's why I wear them really tight. Like I, I usually size down. Um, and, uh, and, uh, so there I'm getting schooled on why, why I typed your name wrong in the, in the, uh, the, <laughs> in the title, apparently I didn't capitalize Tasco. So thank you very much. Oh, on your name. Somebody, hey, they're getting you. Yeah. It's an acronym, right? right? Fucking keeping me honest now. Right. Um, so I'll have to get to that in a minute. So, so, but like, to me, like I said, I always like to like wear mine, um, like, like tight. And, and one of the things I hated the most about a pair of gloves is if, if I go out and I'm on like a three hour ride or four hour ride all day thing and they get wet or maybe even in the rain and then they just start kind of blowing out. And then, then you have that movement in there and maybe they're bunching in your palm and it, it just, it, it's like, I don't want to have to have pain anywhere other than where I'm expecting it, like in my legs from climbing, you know what I mean? And, yeah, and there's and, a lot of materials that stretch, but then they don't retain their shape too. So they start just getting looser during a ride. And you don't want that either. So that was a big deal when we were looking at materials. Yeah, I think sure. it's, it's definitely like impressive that you you found the material and the way that you did that it, it does keep it, its shape and everything like that. But um, it's still light enough to be really breathable as well. What is that? What's the process that you go through to, to like do something like that to like make gloves? Is there like some kind of big like? The, the, across the street from the Chinese freaking carbon frame factory is like the Chinese like glove factory and you just reach out to them or how's that go? It's all on, well, we do all of our work through Alibaba. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, there's a- uh, Are you busting out some fucking 80s shit on me now? <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Don't look at the contents, right? No, we, um, you know, we brought somebody on to develop it from the ground up. We had really good experience working with other companies. Um, and he was able to basically, it wasn't that hard of a deal, really. I and mean, when you're making a simple style glove and, um, you got somebody with some knowledge on how to do it, it was, uh, it was pretty straightforward. So yeah. Um, you know, we were, I'm blessed so to have started, a, so when you started, it was just t-shirts or was it t-shirts and hats like right out the gate? Yeah, we had hats and t-shirts straight away. Just two designs though, that we had the design you're wearing. And then we had the, uh, the, People call it the mechanical bear or the gear. We call it the gear bear. It's all yeah, the parts. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That was design number one and two. And just have So then from there, then you're like, okay, we want to do some gloves too, because, because freaking that, that seems logical. And, and then you went out and you, you found like a, a like a, a glove engineer. Yep. Yep. Yeah. We brought him on. Um, he's still with us, helps us out. Um, he runs that whole program for us, which is good. Um, and the cool thing is having him and have his experience and he's able to, you know, we've got another glove that's just going to be ridiculously good. Uh, if you're going to go to Sedona next year, we're hoping to have it by then. Oh, um, right so on. We have another glove coming as well. That'll, that'll be mixing things up a bit. Um, and then, go now. yeah, well, you can come to water. That'll work too. Right. Um, so yeah, just keep it. We're going to keep it going though. We're going to have fun. I mean, I have no intention of becoming a, just a glove company that's nowhere near what we want what the vision is but the gloves are working really well it's adding a really good tech piece to the brand and um it's ridiculous how well they're doing for us so there's no reason to stop that so you did something uh i think you talked to me about it when we were in sedona that's the first time i met you um and you did something that i was like oh god thank you you made a regular style t-shirt that was like a wicking shirt that you could ride in. Yeah. And to me, that was like, 
I'm like, thank God. Like, like you can't, like, I, I always question that. It's like one of those things where it's like, why do I have to go to fucking Old Navy and buy some wicking t-shirt that's just like this plain gray shirt? And if that, because I like to like not wear cotton when I'm riding, like right. there's nothing that I can get that's like mountain bike apparel that is like that. You know, and the shirt that I'm wearing now, yeah, th these guys do it too, but, um, for a long time, I mean, that was really it, you know, and, and even now it, it, it's there, there's not a lot to choose from. So you're definitely pegging the market on that. Yeah. So that's a whole nother line that that's doing really, really well for us too, quite honestly. Um, you know, being a lifestyle brand, moving a lifestyle ride tee together, we call it the sessions collection. We've got a half a dozen different ones at this point and we're actually next, well, tomorrow we're going to be launching a few more. Um, so, so that's a product that's doing really well, but yeah, it's a, it looks just like a standard t-shirt. So you can cruise around wearing it wherever you want to, but you hop on a bike and it'll do, you know, it's still not as good as a Jersey for sure. Um, as yeah. far as the wicking goes and, you know, I sweat like a pig, so it, yeah, they get disgusting yeah. on me for sure. But, you know, people are just totally digging the, um, the ability to have a, a, a ride tee that functions. Um, but you can go to the burrito store or go to the bar or whatever after your ride and not feel out of place, right? Like even, even with the dropship companies that, you know, I, I, I went through, I probably signed up for freaking 20 different dropship companies when I was trying to, to get my hats made and stuff like that. Cause I wanted a specific style hat and I also wanted some specific things from them as well. And yep. um, I could never find one that had all, all of the products that I wanted. You know, I, I, and one of the ones that I really wanted was a wicking style t-shirt that I could put logos and stuff on that. And, yeah. and nobody has it, you know, and, and if they did have one, it would be like one color, you know, and, or like where I could print at was shitty. You, you, know? need, you, need, to, you need to talk to us, Robert. Right. Yeah. <laughs> see, see that. This is, yeah, a, yeah. this is the one we did for Jeff Lenoski. Um, and he sold, he's moved quite a few of them through here. It's pretty cool. But yeah, this, this one here is like a, it's a, it's a dry fit tee basically um, that's on both sides of its dry fit material and it's uh, a little bit longer. So it's, it's engineered for, for riding. And so you're not showing your, your crack while you're riding. Right. Um, but it's, it's oh, pretty I basic. Do that yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> and, and wear the short and wear a half shirt. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just need whereas, to make sure I got my tan line down there. <laughs> yeah. Whereas like this one here that I'm showing you is inside of it is the dry fit material. This is pretty rad material. Inside of it is dry fit. Outside is just cotton. So it's uh we call this the bipolar. And um, you're able to, I mean, it, it just looks like a completely a standard T, but it has a little bit of performance built into it too. What's the logo on there? It had like a star on the top. Was that a little like, like this one's coming out. This will be out here real soon. Oh, yeah, just, we're getting a sneak preview, huh? Yeah, no, this isn't out yet. This is, uh, I think, uh, hopefully I get them up on the site tomorrow. I like the simplicity in the design. For me, that's yeah. like, for me, that's one of the things that I'm always attracted to is the stuff that's really like simple. It doesn't need to be like super extravagant. I mean, here and there, yeah, those things are good, but I feel like like the simple designs for me are the ones that, that last the longest. <laughs> yep. You gotta, you gotta mix it up though, right? Some people want complicated, some people want simple. Yeah. So you guys did this thing that, that I'm wearing, which is, um, we've been talking about, I should probably explain it to people. It looks like a, a big grizzly bear 
I guess that is it. Is it a brown brown bear or a grizzly bear? That's the, the state. It's, it's whatever's on the California flag, right? Right. So it's like looks like the California flag bear. But I think that's a, a brown. I don't fucking know. I'm 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 lost. So um, anyways, it looks like he's he's riding a mountain bike and it's got kind of like it resembles the California flag. And uh, so the hat that you're wearing as well looks like the United States flag, but has a, uh, a Tasco um, emblem up in, in the spot where the stars would be. And um, so you guys have some pride, you know, and I, and I enjoy that as well, that you're kind of whether it's state pride or, or kind of just throwing that little bit of America in there. Like I, I, for me, I'm a vet, so like I, I like that. I dig it as well. Do you guys were you in the military or anything like that, or just just happy nope. to be in? Thank, thankfully not. But no, I mean, and and when it comes to the USA stuff, we do. We only have one product that's made overseas, um, and that's the gloves. We have not been able to find a place here uh, in the states to do that. But our socks are made here. Our shirts are made here. Our those session tees are are made up in LA. Um, so we're able to, you know, we're, we're doing everything we can as long as we can to keep it, keep it all local. That's cool, man. You know, I think that, 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 that is important, you know, to stimulate your own economy. And, and the I beer I'm that, drinking is local, you know. Yeah, yeah, me too. This is actually from Petaluma. So one of my buddies uh, went to Chicago and uh, while he was there, he, he's uh, sitting at this restaurant and, and he's like, Hey, um, you know, let, let me have some of your local beer. You know, what, what do you guys got? And they're like, oh, we got this great new beer, man. You're going to you're going to love it. Like, well, what do they do? Oh, they do an IPA, man. He's like, oh, great. Sweet. Yeah, go ahead. Hook it up. So they bring it out. It's a fucking Lagunitas. But they yeah. had just opened up their their bottling, their new bottling facility. Oh, in yeah. Chicago. So the guy was like, thought it was like Chicago beer. He's like, dude, this is from where I'm from, man. You just gave me my local shit, dude. <laughs> You know what they've got that's so good right now is their uh, something easy. Mm. You had that one? Yeah, it's like the little something, but it's not not as much alcohol. It's so good though. It's just yeah, yeah. I know it's a, it's a, it's an easy drink. That's for sure. You know the, the thing about that they did to me once was I, I was watching. I picked up a six pack and, and I was watching this football game, and it was a good game, so the beer was flowing easy and. Uh, Man, I got up to go to the freaking fridge and I like stumbled for a second. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me, man? Like, I don't understand what's going on here. I'm like, man, I feel like, like, man, I got a hell of a buzz right now. I look at the bottle and it was that undercover one. And it was like 10 and a half percent or some shit like that. Yeah. And like, I didn't even realize what I was, I was pounding it like it was freaking Coors Light. And I'm like, holy shit, man. I guess I need to pay attention to labels from now on, you know? <laughs> Those craft, crafty guys. Yeah, you guys got some good beer down there in San Diego too. Isn't that where um, Stone's from? Yeah, Stone's just east of us in Escondido, about 10 miles out. Um, but it's cool. Right out of our, our back door here at the warehouse, we can hop on a, a little dirt road. And there's about probably six or eight breweries that we can hit um, just right right here, which is pretty cool. So we've got plenty. Here? I think at last count, I heard 160 breweries in San Diego. Something oh, ridiculous. Right. Well, that sounds like a good number. The only thing that does is make, make you have problems when you're trying to figure out what you do want to drink, right? Right, right. Overload. <laughs> I, I know San Diego is actually um, kind of like, like uh, um, given the title of, of rent, like the starting the renaissance of the IPA. Because they were the ones that really kind of brought it back. 
You know, to me, so it's funny, like my evolution of IPAs, actually it started with, to me, the heaviest beer or the, the best tasting beer was Sierra Nevada Pale Ale back in the day, you know, going back 20 years ago. Before, I know they changed the recipe, but it was so good back then. It's funny you say that because I, I was talking to some uh, to a, one of my patrons I, I did a ride with yesterday, and uh, we were talking about like how we got into IPA or whatever, and and I had said I had this guy, this friend of mine, that would come over and and he would always bring Sierra Nevada, and it was kind of like I had my favorite beer at the time. I always drank that, but what, if it ran out or he left his six pack, you know, when he left, I'd always have one, and then all of a sudden one day I was like. Oh, I'm going to buy a six pack of that, you know, and, and it kind of like tricked me into it, you know, because before that I, I'm, I just, I wasn't that kind of, kind of, yeah. uh, he's like, he's like, Oh yeah, Sierra Nevada, that's the one that got everybody into IPA, you know? Yep. And then, uh, and then kind of stone took it next level, right. Uh, with their IPA when they came out with it, that was just the thickest thing you could find. And uh, now you have a stone IPA and it tastes, you know, like a Coors Light almost compared to, you know, our taste yeah. buds are just really, I really like that arrogant bastard that they do. Yep. Pretty that, good. That, one, that one's really good. It's definitely definitely like it's a big beer too. That's another one of those you you buy that that 22 and you finish it and you're like, oh shit. I yeah. Didn't, shouldn't drink that one too quick. You know. That's, that's a couple meals in that one, right? Right. Right. So uh how long have you been riding bikes, man? Uh you know, I got into it a lot more seriously. I mean, I rode it as a kid. BMX, and then I rode uh, through college. I had a 1996 Mongoose Eibach Pro, kind of back oh. in the day when, when they first came out with a, the RockShock Judy forks and revolu revolutionized things with a with the suspension fork, right? So rode that for a little bit. What kind of BMX bike did you have? I had a Diamondback Viper. Right on. And Everybody, I, 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 I still have it. About. Oh, sweet, dude. That's so <laughs> cool. My, uh, my, when I was, you know, a young kid riding BMX, it it was like Mongoose, Diamondback, or Haro. I mean, those were yeah. the three bikes that you wanted to have. PK Ripper. There was a bunch of them too. Yeah, Redline. Yeah. Oh yeah, Redline was really good too. Yeah, that was a good one. But it was like, you know, it's funny to see like a lot of those companies just like have disappeared. But Haro was up at Interbike. I was really surprised to see. I I thought they were gone. And I think they're they're kind of trying to do like what Diamondback's doing, you know, kind of coming back in. Yeah, they're building. here. They're they're about a mile or so from our facility. Um, they're just across the canyon. Um, good guys up there for sure. Um, but yeah, it's cool to see like Diamondback, GT, Haro kind of making a research back, which is really cool to see come you know leaving the Walmart bite image and and coming back to it. So I think they're doing a good job. I want to see them do well. Yeah, I definitely want to see them do well. It's kind of like you know watching watching the movies from when you were a kid over again right you know yep. like you, you're, you're like no i want to i want to see them pull back back together right that's cool that you still have that my uh i i had had a paper route man and i freaking it's funny because those bikes were not that expensive but in my mind it it, it seemed like uh, it was you know like i think that that mongoose that i had if it was 200 bucks i'd be surprised you yep. know what i mean but i had that paper route i felt like it was like six months of like slinging papers until i finally had enough like i you, you could do layaway back then you know at the bike shop and it yeah. is like I, I had that thing on layaway forever and like uh i just remember getting it and just being so amped to have that thing and end up 
I gave it to my brother when I went in the military and got stolen. So it sucks. I don't have it still to at least, you know, ha have a look at it. But I also yeah. fucked up and yeah. gave away my first mountain bike too, which sucks. But that's a whole yeah, other thing. Yeah, I don't have my first one either. I, I gave that one away as well. But no, I got back into it about 2010, I'll say, 2009, something like that. Um, mm -hmm. I got a Turner Czar, or no, Turner Five Spot, I think it was at the time. And that just fired me up full suspension what's going on this is awesome felt like yeah. moto because i used to i used to ride moto in the mean you know before i got back into mountain biking i was into moto quite a bit and i just got hurt i didn't walk for six months and sold my bike sold my gear and said and then when i got healed up i decided i was going to get a little bit more into mountain biking so hey. um then moved down here to san diego back in like 2010 or so and just wanted to surf the whole time so the bike sat idle but then uh -huh. I found some really fun trails around here and really cool people that ride around here and the scene is awesome. So just been riding bikes ever since. Right on. Yeah. I, uh, I was a, a Mount or a, a BMXer back in the, you know, growing up and whatever. And my mom started dating this guy that, that was into mountain biking and somehow or another that, that was just, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of mountain bikers in the early nineties and just kind of went from there. I, I took a break too. Whenever yeah. I got back into it in like, it was like 2006. Like the bike that I had before that was, was a really good bike. It costs like 600 bucks. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, and, and I walked into the bike shop and I'm like, I'm going to spend like two grand and I'm going to get this fucking sickest bike there is. And, uh, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm going to do it. I walked in and I was like, Hey, I want to get a mountain bike. And the guy's like, Oh, okay. You want a cross country bike? Do you want a downhill bike? Do you want a, a yeah. trail bike? Or is that all mountain that you're looking in doing? And I was like, I swear to God, I looked the guy like dead in the eyes and I was like a mountain bike dude. And, and he's like, yeah, like what, 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 what do you want to do? Like ride in the fucking woods. What do you think I want to do? You know, it's like, it had changed so much. Yeah. It was yep. just, do you it, want a pedal? Do you want a shuttle? What do you want to do? Right. Yeah, yeah, just totally, totally blew my mind. And, you know, in, and even in that, in the time now, I mean, we're talking about what, 12 years later at this point, like the way the technology has changed is just, it's just crazy. It, yep. it really is. Well, and, think and about I, it too. If, you, if you were new to this right now and walking into a bike shop, I'm just going to pick a brand Yeti because they've come out with a bunch of bikes in the last couple of months, not plugging them, not doing anything like that, but just, yeah. yeah. It's easy to uh, to use them because they have now a 100, a 130, and a 150 all in the 29er bikes, right? And, right. you know, it's the hardest thing for somebody like you or I that rides a lot to choose which one to get because um, they all kind of cross over so much. Whereas if you didn't know what you were doing, you're like, I just want to drop six grand. What should I buy? I don't know. Just something that'll yeah. pedal in the woods, right? Right. Well, and you know, when mountain bikes first came out, I forget who it was I was talking about and to this about, and they had a really good like analogy of how they talked about it. They were saying, you know, like when mountain bikes first came out, it was like a fitness thing. Like you went to go ride mountain bikes to, to be in shape. It was kind of like you, you did it for a fitness thing and it's, it's a lifestyle now, you know, yeah. it's totally, totally different. And it, and it's yeah. funny, you know, like, cause I made a joke in my channel intro, like when I started mountain biking, it was like road bikes on the dirt. And, and it really was. And and that's a fitness thing. You, you yeah. know what I mean? Like it really was that. And it, and it's just, it's totally changed into this community that is, is, um, unique and, and, um, 
just it's get getting bigger and bigger you know it's just it's really cool to see you know the ski parks building mountain bike parks i mean we're like the new snowboarders you, you know what i mean like when snowboarders started out nobody wanted them there and yeah and and, and here we are now you know yeah, so it's it's fun though. I mean, who who would want anything different, right? The lifestyle aspect of it is that's what we're building the business on. That's what we're counting on. Is that continuing to grow? Um, you know, I've got a, some friends that used to race pro moto that used to race and cross train on a mountain bike, and they hated it because it was just a, an exercise thing, like you're saying. But they have fallen in love with the sport since they've you know now they do it for fun and the lifestyle and and all those things, and it's just a whole different dynamic. You're right. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely um, it's definitely come a long way from the 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 freaking hippies down in the Bay Area riding the clunkers. You know, <laughs> it's funny. I I always talk about you know those guys that that started that. You know, it's kind of like a uh, a small group of people that ended up being you know a big part of that industry. And I kind of look at some of the people doing YouTube this as a similar way right now. Mm -hmm. where there was nobody in that mountain bike youtube space and i feel like some of the people that that you know are, are here now you know a long way down the road could be a major part of of that you know still and i it's think cool. you've got what five thousand fifty five hundred followers now yeah it's something cool. like that yeah yeah it's cool to see that yeah no it's definitely i'll tell you what's really a trip man is like I, I rode in, in Auburn yesterday. It's kind of like, like my, my backyard kind of trail system. Yeah. I probably ran into four or five people on the trail that watch my channel. I was sitting on the tailgate, having a beer with this guy, at least two or three cars drove by and were like, Oh, it takes a bike. You know, like it was like, it's yeah. just really crazy to like, those are all things that I had no, like, I wasn't thinking about any of that when I started yep. it, you know? And, and, it's just, it's just really, it, it's interesting, you know, I'm sure like for you, like walking down the street, you see somebody wearing some of your gear and you're oh. like, right the fuck on, man. It's so, it's so amazing, right? Um, yeah. you know, I laugh because there's no way I can relate necessarily, but I picture I'm just going to take a, a rock star. Let's take Bono, right? right? And, you know, early on in his career and he's down in, I don't know, let's just pick a resort town in like somewhere in Mexico. And he's walking down the street and there's this nightclub that he walks by and they're just jamming out to his song in there and everybody's right. singing along with it and they're just jamming and how fun that would be to be that guy yeah just that's they're singing along with me right there they don't even know who they are right and uh, yeah, yeah. a little tiny slice of that uh, by no means a rock star that's the farthest thing but a little tiny slice of that when you do see somebody that you have no idea who they are just randomly on the street rocking something Tasco or, you know, see somebody on the trail. You don't know who they are. They're wearing whatever it is. And it's just like, it just feels so good for sure. It's, it's, yeah. it's humbling. Yeah. It's funny. I, I may or may not have vandalized some public property with my stickers in my time. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes they would show up in my Instagram like tagged and they, it'd be like, Oh yeah, I remember putting that there. Yeah. yeah. And, and now it's like there's shit coming up into my Instagram feed, and I'm like, I didn't put that. You have no, nothing to do with it. <laughs> I'm like, that's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> yep. No, it's super fun. It's just fun to be a part of it, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So um, you guys are doing 
do you guys have any other gear like belts or anything like that or are you expanding we'll jerseys as well um that's the thing i didn't mention because that's super rare we have our jerseys done here in uh southern california um mm -hmm. and so we do some jerseys as well and hoodies and stuff like that beanies you know but for the most part it's it's going to continue to evolve what's the Maybe biggest size shirt that you make? what's that what's the biggest size shirt that you make we right now we make a 2x are you, are you planning on doing anything bigger than that? I will tell you right now, this is the reason I'm asking you, dude. People hit me up all the time asking where, like, hey, where do you get your stuff? And and a lot of times, and this is the bigger one with shorts, people are asking me all the time. And and I have actually like a pretty yeah. thin waist. I carry all my weight in my belly, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, actually, I just buy regular shorts. But I feel like there's probably a big market out there for guys that are a little bit bigger. I mean, I'm not, I mean, that 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 you can sure. do well with yeah no no for sure it's um and it's just it's funny because we've there's a pretty hefty price increase on our goods when we go from two to three x even a one to yeah. two x it jumps up and then the two to three and so i always just honestly i feel bad about passing that on to people and i'm yeah. like that shirt shouldn't be now 35 bucks instead of 25 you know because it's a bigger size so it's it's a little bit of a struggle, and I, I think I just need to figure that out how to how to source them where we can get around that. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you need to make you need you need to keep the lights on, right? I know, I know, with my um, with my stuff, with my drop shippers, I just I just made the decision to to take less profit on yeah. those. You know what I mean? Yeah. That way, I could keep the price the same, and um, but. I mean, like I said, I mean, everybody has to run their business the way they want to run their business. I will tell you this, dude, if it was a matter of me paying an extra five bucks and getting a fucking shirt that I wanted to wear instead of yeah. something I didn't, I would do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, it's principally to me, though, it's hard to do that, right? Yeah. I just feel like an idiot. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, though, it's more material. I mean, it is what yeah. it is. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? But I mean, on the other hand, I don't get, I don't charge more, they don't get, charge more for an extra large frame that as I do as a small, but you know, right. but it's more it's material, more material right? you know, yeah. it, I think in the, in the apparel industry, I mean, it's, it is more material it, it, and, and yep. fundamentally like, it's not like uh, the markup on a t-shirt is what a carbon frame is. You, right. you know what I mean? So, so obviously, I mean, you, you, like, like I said, you got to pay the bills, you got to pay the people and, and yeah, so I will say we are, it's it's easier for us and we did make a decision so all of our future gloves coming out will be in a 3x option oh, cool. and we also go down to a youth extra small now um on the gloves right. so Do we you guys uh, make, make anything fingerless not yet no yeah we have people that cut the fingers off yeah <laughs> my lady doesn't wear full finger gloves because she like says it makes her feel claustrophobic and i was i i personally don't understand it because I've I've wiped out in enough stuff that I know I need all my fingers covered. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think to her, she's still like, oh no, that doesn't happen. I'm like, okay, well, let me know when you freaking cut the shit out of your hands. But yeah. Yeah, yeah I think you're gonna see have a we're gonna have a hard time getting the, the road bike scene to move over to, to full finger gloves all the time. Um but cross is doing it. Um obviously mountain, I mean downhill. We have a lot of guys racing enduro and downhill in the simplicity of the gloves that they are and 
But yeah, I wear all the same shit that I mountain bike. When I I told you earlier, I was on a road ride with my lady. I wear my mountain bike stuff when I'm road riding. I yep. eat my mountain bike shoes. I use the same fucking yep. pedal. Like, and to me, it's like this. I don't want to spend more money just to have something that looks different. And yep. I'm sorry, but the roadie shit is just it just looks fucking gay to me. No, so nope, no, nope. you're it. not alone. <laughs> I even back in the '90s. Whenever like the spandex roadie shorts were the only thing you could wear, I would wear the spandex shorts and then Umbro's like soccer shorts over them. Cause I was yep. like, I'm not doing that. That just looks dumb. I'm not doing yep. it. You yep. know, I seen some dude running today. He was wearing some pair of, they look like yoga pants, like girls yoga pants. I was like, are you serious? If you had a man card right now, take it out and fucking throw it on the ground. You're not yeah. allowed. To <laughs> you don't deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely, I'm with you. No Lycra for me. Yeah. So you think you're going to get into like other stuff like shorts or like where, where does this, where does, where's the, where's the limit of the sky for you at this point? Um, it's in the pocketbook right now. Um, <laughs> you can only grow so fast and new to new developments. We've got shorts that have been developed for about a year now um, mm -hmm. that are sitting on the shelf um, on our shelf, not developed because it's a capital. Uh -huh. Um, and, but the, it'll happen. It's just, you know, you put your money into what's working well, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm so I, a little I bit totally... of a state move. Yeah. So, I mean, is it, is there anything outside of like apparel that you, that like you've pondered with or like, cause I know every, like, like for me, I started this YouTube channel about mountain biking. I like it. It's, it's pseudo successful. Right. Um, but I start thinking about, well, what else could I do? You know, like, and, and even if it's just for fun or if it's just to like toy around within your head, is there anything, anything like that? At this point? No. Um, I just think that there's so much room to grow doing what we're doing that um, we're, we by no means saturated out what we're doing. So you guys only, you guys only sell direct to consumer, right? No, no. In the last uh, six months or so, we've been opening up the shops as well. So oh, wow. um, we've got a pretty good network of shops across the country that are carrying the product now too. Um, so yeah, the that's, that's, that's the brick and mortar. Does that change? Like, like when you do that, and th does that like make it um, like there's a different margin or something like that? Or yeah, the shop has to make money too, right? So right, yeah, yeah. You've got to so give away some stay pretty much the same though. So you're basically just getting less of a cut at that point. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You've just got to figure out the numbers and I'm not a numbers guy. I have no business background. I have no, um, but I've thankfully got good people next to me that can help me with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you've just got to make sure that you can make your, what you need to make on those retail sales or those wholesale sales. Um, as well. And so far, so good. The response has been great. Um, we're selling through stuff that way. And, you know, they help with your marketing too. So there's, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's, there's definitely a, a value add in partnering up with the shops. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely you're, you're, you're looking at, at selling more and that's where your, your profit is then in, in the larger numbers instead of yep. Yep. less higher profit margin. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. But no, you know, going back to your, your question about going into other areas, one of my mentors early on, he gave me this little bit of advice. He said, how did he say it? He said, walk to your successes. Don't run to your failures. Yeah. In other words, you know, every other day you've got somebody coming up with an idea like, Hey, you should really 
blank, you know, do this, whatever that is. And it, you can, your head's spinning by that point. You've got to really focus, come back to, okay, what's the core value of the business? What do we want to build? What do we want to grow with? And let's make sure that we stay focused on that. But, you know, that was why I was scared to do gloves early on because I thought, oh, it's not lifestyle. But the reality is, again, I evaluated, I went back to Quicksilver as an example, you know, as a brand that I looked up to or Patagonia as another brand that we look up to. Um, and I looked at them and yes, they do a ton of lifestyle, but they have a core competency in some tech pieces as well. So Quicksilver, you know, they were early on with a really good stretchy board short back in the 70s and 80s, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, you look at Patagonia and they did a lot of climbing gear. That's where they kind of earn their stripes in, in the community. So you know, and then the, the lifestyle fits around that. So I feel like, yes, the gloves and then eventually the shorts and a little bit more of the tech pieces, really, what we, if we can do things unique and different and better, then it'll help us with building out the lifestyle part of it as well. So potentially you could get into bags or something like that too? Um, yeah, I could see bags. We've, we've had some discussions around that and some little prototypes done up, but that's, that's farther out. Um, again, it's a capital thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I think it's good to dream, though. I think, yep. you know, and usually in every business, you have a dreamer and you have like the numbers person, you know, and so very seldomly are they both the same guy. So yep. when when you said you weren't the numbers guy, I, I totally understand what you're saying. I'm not the numbers guy either. Yep. I'm uh, I'm I'm probably flawed in that in that market. You know, I'm kind of like uh, <laughs> I was hanging out with with um, with. Um, Cali the other day at Interbike and and some guy rolled by with this this old helmet and he walks out and he stops this dude and freaking gives him a brand new helmet. Uh, so and, cool. Yeah, you know, he's just like, here, upgrade, dude. You have that helmet that's like 10 years old. Ah, holy shit, I can't believe I've seen it, you know? And he's all stoked. Yeah. And I'm like standing there next to his mark one of his marketing guys, and his, I'm like, what's he doing? And he's like, that's just Brad. That's what he does. You know, and they got this look like, like, dude, he's just giving away money. That's what he does, you know? And, yeah. and but I do the same shit with people, you know, it's like, like somebody like I, I'm, I'm cruising through my, my Instagram follower stuff. And I'm like, Oh dude, that's a freaking sick picture. And then they say something. I'm like, Oh, give me your address. I'll send you some stuff. I'm like, yeah. just what the hell am I doing that for? You know, like but. you know what you've done by doing that. What Callie did, what you do, and what we want to do too is you build up a core following by doing that. Just people that are so stoked on the brand, they're going to go tell ten more people how stoked they are on that brand. Um, customer service, treating people like you want to be treated is is absolutely critical, right? How stoked are you if somebody does that to you, right? Right. right. Um, and I'm a it doesn't mean karma too, man. I really yeah. feel like like. Like I said to this guy yesterday, I was like, you know, like people that are assholes, a lot of times there's shitty stuff happening to them all the time. Yeah. You know? And people that are like really good people, you're like, wow, how are they so blessed with their life? Because they're fucking good people. You yeah. Know? Treat people good and it comes back around for sure. And I, yeah, so that's a, that's a big, big deal. Customer service, whatever that is. Um, so if anybody's watching or listening and they've got some issues with product, let me know, let us know so we can make it right. Um, because that, yeah, that's a, that's a critical factor for us yeah i mean and, and i think you know as long as you're also just staying true to who you are you know what i mean and i think that especially like for for me as a as a youtuber like just being just like hey this is who i am and people are like oh you should do this and that'll maybe get you more views or that'll get you more in your case maybe more sales and it's like yeah but that's not who i am yeah. you know and so like like i feel like 
the reason that I have the people that I have is because they they're identifying with with me and and in some cases I have a, a very strong following like if you're looking at numbers and in some case like maybe stronger than some guys that have three times as many subscribers as me because they're maybe yeah. not as engaged you know so I don't know and at the, for me it's just I I can't lay my head down at night I would imagine you couldn't either if you were like like you were saying like you know selling out some way you know no it's not the goal right the goal I, i'm stoked to be in on this project right and get the opportunity to do that and i think treating people right along the way is that's a that's the only way i want to handle it so that's the yeah. goal I, i'm gonna blow it i'm gonna wreck it and i'm gonna treat somebody badly i know it but uh that's my aim anyway so those shirts that you were talking about earlier the wicking ones yeah or any do you have shirts that like match your your socks and your and your your gloves too yeah they definitely we we work on like every month so so our whole premise that with the gloves and socks is every month we have a new combo that we launch and we've done that for about the last year or so um and we do a small batch cycle out as well then say that again are you cycling them out as well then at that point yeah, I mean, we basically we do pretty small volumes quite honestly um so they're they they move pretty quickly um we're, we're chasing that number right now as we're growing trying to stay with so, it so, so that once a month you're bringing out a new one and let's just say it's ten thousand gloves that you order and when they sell out then it, it just drops off and you're you're just using the new once a month to, to keep exactly exactly and that that's a project with the shops as well so they're constantly getting new inventory but the goal is you know our our number that we try to hit is so that we start selling out of sizing um at about one month so you know give people about a month to to get their stuff and then at that point you know our goal is at three months to be sold through the product um and then so everything just keeps on moving on. you guys that are fucking listening right now and have been by the site and you're like oh i really like that set i'll get it six months from now on my birthday yeah it might not, it's not going to be there yep no, no no they move through and and our you know there's there's definitely our best sellers right now and have been in forever have been the black flag. I don't know if you've seen that. It's a, yeah, yeah, I know exactly which one you're talking the about. The stars and stripes on two hands. Um, that's one of our best sellers. And then the red camo pattern um, is another one that just sells well and the shops do really, really well with those. So those are gonna stay in inventory for a while. Um, and then they'll eventually go away and something else will come and stay for a while. But, so those are our fixed products, but then other things that come through are just on a monthly basis. So a lot of times those monthly collections, we have a, a session tee or a hat or a, a water bottle or a fender or you know something like that that goes with it um as well huh so was that that monthly like rotation ro rotating design like was that the idea right out the gate or yeah so when you're on social media and a lot of your business as an e-commerce brand at the time all we were doing was e-commerce and there's really there's two ways to drive traffic either you do flash sales and you get people to jump into your site because they get 10% or 20% or free shipping or whatever that is. And then, or you can come out with a cool new product all the time and people get excited and they buy it, right? So right. really those are the two different ways to do it. And by no means did we want to be like a Old Navy or um, Banana Republic or something like that where you just sit around and wait for the coupon codes or for the, the sales that come through and then you buy all, all your stuff then. Right. We didn't want to have our business be that way and train people that. So. Instead, you know, we do a couple sales a year uh, on the bigger holidays for sure. Um, but really the goal is to drive the business and drive the traffic to the site and the interest by with just keeping new product flowing all the time. Right on, man. 
these guys know how to do it, right? The, the beer <laughs> company with all their small batches, they come out with the new special edition IPA that tastes just like the last one, but they put it in a different can and, uh, and yeah, they can put charge a picture on it. I'll fucking buy it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so here's That's a question for you, Robert. Um, yeah, I'm going to yeah. quiz you and I'll, we quiz the audience too, right? But what do you think of a subscription model on something like that? So if you have this monthly collection coming out all the time, obviously you're not going to want a set of gloves every month, right? But maybe yeah. it's a quarterly, quarterly option or it's a, and it's kind of a, that sushi level, like a trust me. You walk in and you say, whatever is good today, I trust you, send it out to my my table. Um, but I don't know, that's something we've been kicking around recently. I can see it, you know, I can see it happening. I don't know if it's for me. I'm so picky. Mm -hmm. so, dude, if you wanna know how picky I am, call Sticker up and ask them who their worst fucking customer is. And yeah. it's me, dude. Because yeah. like I have that, and I think it's because I like to design too. So it's like, you know, I, I just, I'm really meticulous yeah. about that stuff. But I, I know that those subscription based, especially clothing companies are popping up and people are digging them. You yeah. know what I mean? And even they have, you know, where it's like, hey, you get this, let's say it is quarterly, but you know, when that quarter comes, you get the pair of gloves, you don't want them, you just shoot them back and then you can pick something else off the site. You, you know yeah. what I mean? And you know what, if you're part of that subscription plan, you get stuff that nobody else gets too, right? That You have to have stuff like that in there. Yeah, and I think that's the one where you really, you, you hook people at that point because it's like, you know, give them, give them something that somebody else can't get, you know? I think that's the thing with like YouTube's doing this, uh, it's kind of like Patreon on YouTube, but you you have to have freaking hundred thousand subscribers or something like that for it now. But um, where like if you're one of their Patreon people, whenever you you know post in the the live stream, like you can have a, a special yeah. icon or something like that. And it's like right. when you like you literally think about what it is that they're doing, like they're actually giving you nothing. You yeah. know what I mean? But but they're making you feel special about it. <laughs> you yeah, know? Like, it's, it's a trip, right? It's it's a marketing game, right? Uh, yeah, it, it's it's crazy, you know. It definitely is. I think you know. I think I, I think that you could be onto something there, you know. And and some of the stuff too is like, like socks, for example. You know, if it was socks, like like, it doesn't really matter if you're if you're there. You're going to be burn, burning through them, you know. But yeah. like, who can have too many? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. so yeah, no, I think that would be fun. I would think I about know. it. I would definitely think about it. I think if I saw like what happened or like, like I could see like the thing that would hook me would be like, Oh, let me see what, what the last couple months were. Oh, okay. Well, those are all cool. Yeah. You know, Cause I've seen some stuff like that too, where you sign up for like, like geek gadgets or something like that. And they just send you a box full of stuff every, every month or whatever. And, and, and that's the thing where I'm always like, well, how, how do I, how do I know I'm going to like what's in there? You yeah. know? You're yeah. really putting a lot of faith in in somebody for that, you yep. know. Yeah. Now it's interesting. It's a fun. It's a fun little uh, exercise that's been going around the in our heads, trying to figure out if that could make sense. But uh, it's not a slam dunk yet. I'm not certain that it'd work either. You know, I think it's just. I I think you're on to something. I think I think. Um, and and I obviously don't have the answers. All all the freaking sales out there either. So I well, I could very well be wrong. I'm sure somebody told freaking. Bill Gates that he was freaking high, right? 
somebody told him to go the other way, right? Yep. <laughs> and he's like, yep. all right, screw you. Check this out. You know, no. now, Watch me now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so um, let's see here. So you you have been mountain biking again, you said since 2010. Yeah. What kind of bike you riding now? I have a stump jumper, the 19 stumpy. I think mm -hmm. I saw you posted that on your Instagram the other day, right? Yeah, the guy I was riding with had it. Everybody keeps yeah. asking me what I think about it. And I was like, I don't know. It's pretty. I didn't ride it. Yeah. No, it's, <laughs> a, it's a great bike. I got mine right after Sea Otter this year. Uh -huh. So right when they launched them. And I've had about six or eight months on it. And that's such a fun bike. Um, been pretty, pretty pleased with it. I had the 18 or the 17 Stump Jumper before that. Just a completely different bike for sure. They, they made so many changes. But yeah, that's what I'm riding right now. JC Trails, he's another YouTuber. I think he rides that bike too. Okay. That, that stump, that new stump jumper. And he just, he, he said he's a specialized guy. I'll tell you what, I've only ridden a, a specialized once. I was up in Portland. I couldn't take my bike and I, and I rented a specialized and it, it was a great bike. And, yeah. and it wasn't like, I didn't feel bad about, you know, making the decision to be on that bike at all that day. And, and the one thing that I'll say is like, yes, they're the freaking gorilla in the mountain bike industry. However, yeah. you do not get to be the gorilla in the mountain bike industry. If you're selling yeah. shitty products, yeah. you know, what I mean? like, like you well, can only be the biggest if you're selling really good products. You yeah. Know? There's a, there's a lot of hate around them or a lot of dislike, whatever you want to call it. But, um, and I, I admit sometimes it's fun to ride more small brands um, and promote them and, and whatever it is. But, you know, this bike for, uh, you know, I'll call myself an average rider, maybe a little better than average on some days, but nothing pro about me or, you know, and nothing new about me. So, and it's just a great all around bike. And um, I just, yeah, I've, I've got good things to say about it. How long have you been riding a 29er? Probably since like 2012. I've had a couple of jumps back when I went back to 27.5 and had way too many over the bars because uh, my front wheel would get stuck in holes or whatever it is. Um, so, so you went straight from 26, like you kind of like just dipped on 27.5 for a second and went to 29 pretty no, quick. I, I went straight because at the point when I went from 26 to 29, I was racing, training cross country stuff, right? So, oh, it makes like, sense for cross country. Like, there's yeah, no, completely. So, I, I rode that for about three years and I was doing a lot of cross country riding and then. Well, thanks to this business, right? I uh, had less and less time to train. So the cross country racing dropped away, which is just fine with me. I'm fine with it. And yeah. it just turned into fun rides, really. You know, I get out when I could and it turned into just, yeah, what can I, what's the most fun bike out there? And uh, I just stuck with 29s, quite honestly, because the rollover, you know, you've got the rolling, um, whatever you call it, it spans holes better. I'm not a crazy charger through rock gardens. So I dip my front wheel in too often and, um, it's just a lot of fun. So I, I, I you know, I, I find it interesting because a lot of guys that that were BMX background, sometimes they'll 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 tend to stick with the smaller wheel, too. So like for me, I like I even my frame is smaller than what if, if I was to get size, they would tell me to get a size bigger frame. But yeah. I like that twitchiness and, and yeah. Yeah. I, I, just, I, I can't find myself getting to the spot to like where I'm really falling in love with the 29er yet. Yeah. However, the 27.5 plus bikes that, that I've ridden, which is pretty damn close to a 29er, I love them. But yep. I think there's different reasons that I do. It's more about the the grip 
especially being a bigger guy. Like yeah. I'm like, oh wow, this is what it feels like to have tires that hook up for like what a, what a 160 pound guy fucking rides the tires that I'm riding. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? For sure. No, uh, there's so many good bikes out there now that you can ride them all and be stoked on it, right? So where's the where's your favorite place to ride down there where you're at? Um, yeah, yeah. So I did a ride on Friday morning out at Noble Canyon, uh, which is just kind of east of San Diego, a little ways. And I would say that's probably our best trail system um, out there. I got a so buddy that that's from down there. Is that the one that like starts up pretty high elevation and like ends at like the beach level or something like that? Uh, no, not quite beach level. Um, but it, it does. St well, well, we we didn't shuttle it. We we pedaled it on Friday. So you start down on the desert floor. And then you pedal up a road. It's about a, I don't know, five, six mile climb, something like that. Uh -huh. And then um, then you get there and it's cool because you start off in the pine trees, super fast, flowy stuff at the top. And then you get into the oak trees and then you end up moving into some chunky rock gardens that are just ready to eat you alive. And then you get into this the kind of open desert cactus rock garden chunk. And there's this one descent called the stairway to hell, which... Uh, is pretty intimidating for sure. Um, <laughs> and then yeah, you just get into more flowy down, like high desert type of riding after that. So it's just a, it's a great, we did 18 miles and 3000 feet of climbing, but it was about two and a half hour loop and just a lot of fun. One of you, the guys best. Are, you guys are moving along pretty good. If you did that in two and a half hours, I should check my straw again to make sure, I guess, but that's what I thought it was. You, you can say an hour and 45. I'm, I'm still going to be moving because we had plenty of stops. Right, right. <laughs> that's too funny. But yeah, that's Noble's fun. If you go north, you've got San Juan Trail. Um, that's a great, great trail. Another kind of Southern California epic ride. Um, and then there's just a lot of little hid hidden local gems that we're not supposed to talk about that are fun here in North County. Right. We got a few of those around here too. Yep. <laughs> so you've done you've done a lot of your marketing too with different YouTubers. I think earlier we were talking. You you have um brian vaughn who i saw is on the chat right now you, oh, cool. you hey, Brian. yeah yeah you, you've got dusty betty and uh jeff flanoski got kind of some partnership with him and, and phil mitts as well right yeah. oh and, and a daily mountain bike rider out of out of bellingham up north yeah i think you kind of touched on all of them yeah so what was it that made you decide to to do that you know there's uh, you know being in the spot that I'm in, I've definitely talked to some companies that don't see the value at all. Yeah. And then you're, you talk to other companies that really see the value and, and, and being in the spot that I'm in, I've always been a good per, a person that's good at like putting myself in the third, third plus spot, you know, looking at yeah. it from the outside. And I can see like, like it is a no brainer to be in my eyes, to be working with, with these guys. But yeah. so what was it that made you feel that way? Well, I mean, about a year ago or so, and I had no idea what to expect. Um, I was watching one of Phil's Phil's videos, and I'm not a huge, I, at the, especially at the time, I wasn't a, I didn't watch a lot of YouTube channels uh, or videos, but um, I was watching one of his videos, and he had his old ratted up pair of gloves that he was wearing, and so I just reached out to him. I found out where his email was, and I said, "Hey, Phil, Nate from Tasco over here in San Diego. Uh, I noticed you had some kind of torn up gloves. Can I send you a pair?" And he laughed. He said, yeah, thanks. That'd be great. And uh, so I sent him a pair and they were the American flag. You know, we did the stars on the one hand and stripes on the other one. 
Well, he threw uh -huh. those on and he went up to Whistler and he did a series of about four or five videos up at Whistler rocking the gloves. And I'm sitting there with my kids watching these YouTube channels. Look at, there's our gloves. You know, you know, how cool is that on YouTube? And uh, it was pretty cool, but it was a lot of fun, but zero sales came out of it. Four videos later, and I was just expecting the website to light up because, you know, here's Phil wearing the stuff. Right. Well, so I called up Phil and I said, hey, Phil, can you do me a, let's do a little experiment. I said, I've gotten, I haven't seen any traffic yet, but I think we can fix that. On your next video, can you just wave the gloves at the camera? Just give 20 seconds. Hey, this is people that I'm asking about these gloves. You know what? So here's, here's the info. There's a link in the, in the description below. Boom, the website lit up, right? So we, we saw immediate um, response that came out of that for sure. Um, and then just sat down with Phil and figured out, okay, Phil, how do we want to work it out? You know, how do we want to do something that's good for both of us at this point? And so it's been more of a partnership with Phil and with Tess and, and Josh, especially those are the, probably the three ones that we do the most with. Um, mm -hmm. And it's not all about commissions or um, how I pay them or how much they earn me or, or, you know, the company or anything like that. It's more about a partnership. Like, Let's promote each other. Like, what can we do to uh, to really just grow all of our all of our brands at the same time? Um, right. And have fun with it. That's what we're all trying to do right now, right? Exactly. Exactly. So, like, with you know, I, I flew Phil out to uh, Sedona, um, and then he spent the week with us in San Diego. After that, so we really got to know him. And then I flew back and stayed the week with them, he and Haley, his girlfriend, back in uh, Vermont for the Vermont Mountain Bike Festival. Got, oh, that's got to know. Awesome. Yeah. So just a really good friendship has come out of it with, uh, with, with those guys and same with Tess, Dusty Betty and, and her husband, Steve, um, just great people. They ended up hanging out and working in the, the Tasco tent up at Sea Otter with us and camp Bill was us. much smaller than I thought he was oh, yeah. like, I thought he was a bigger dude for some reason, you know? And, uh, and when I met him, I was like, Oh, well, he's, he's a, he's a much smaller guy, but man, I don't think that his, uh, how genuine his personality is comes across in his videos Fantastic. As well as did when I met him in person, you know, like, yep. like, cause his videos are instructional. So it's not really like, like, like you're not getting to know him so much. You know what I mean? Yep. It's more yep. like he, he's teaching you something or he's showing you something, you know what I mean? And, uh, dude, he's, Really, really genuine person, really genuine person. So here's what's funny about Phil, because he's so genuine and personable on his videos, to me, I found him that way. When he flew out, I'd never met him before, talked to him on the phone a few times, but he flies out to Phoenix where we picked him up. He gets a ride over to the house that we're staying at and he gets out of the car and I run over, not didn't run over to him, but you see in the video, when he gets there, I like walked over and give him a big old bear hug. Like I knew the guy from who knows how right. long. And right. I gave him the hug and I'm going, wait a second, that was awkward. It's on camera and everything. And I don't even know who you are, right? But right. That, that relationship had already been there just from the way he does his videos and yeah. the connection. I think that's why, you know, he's done so well is because so many people have just connected with him, um, whether they realize it or not through his videos. And I think you guys all do that. Um, I think it's pretty interesting. I think at the end of the day, you know, people are really have a, a huge insight into your life. They're spending, let's yeah. say, you know, 15, 20 minutes, you know, some it de depends on the person, you know, but like every week. So you're yeah. hearing this person talk about what's going on in their life or whatever. So it's really funny because I, I was talking about this on a live stream yesterday. Like 
when people meet me, they they feel very comfortable because they've known me now for two years. Yeah, you know what I mean. I've known them for thirty seconds. <laughs> you know, so it's it's really totally. interesting. You know, it's an it's it's a totally different uh, relationship or a way to approach like a meeting somebody new that's like already done all the homework on you. You know what I mean? Like, right, exactly. like they know the ins and the outs, like it or not, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's definitely interesting. So, and uh, uh, Jeff is another one that you said you work with. I, I actually never even like thought about how big that dude was and 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 i'm six two i don't usually look up at people and so yeah. when i met him like i was like holy shit this guy's fucking tall man yeah, you well, know? He's, and, he's probably six four ish i would say six yeah, five six four six five i mean he's he's definitely got a couple of inches on me you he know? has a present for sure right yeah yeah but you usually don't see guys that big that are like that kind of rider you know what i mean that yeah. level you know most of the guys that i've i've met that are pro riders or, you know, super shredders, they're like Phil's size, you know, or, or not much bigger, you know, they're, they're that, you know, somewhere between yep. 150 and 175, you know, like. Yeah, so, he's probably 220 and 6'5", right? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, he's a big dude. So he definitely, he definitely like, like, you know, has to be able to like connect or has to connect to a bunch of people out there that are like, hey, I could, that could be me too, you know? Yeah, so Phil introduced me to, um, he invited um, Jeff to dinner when we were in Sedona and sat across from him, had the raddest conversation ever, you know, and just instantly connected as a friend with that guy. And uh, I, I, I did the same with him. I don't think, I don't think him and I had ever even really chatted online or anything. And um, the, because I have done a bunch of stuff with Stickered, like, he had done some stuff with them, like as far as like got some decals from them. And uh, so they were like, oh, yeah, you should do a video with this guy that we had this other guy that we have, you know, that we've worked with. He has a YouTube channel, too. He like teaches people how to how to ride and stuff. And I was like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. You know, like, and uh, and I guess, you know, he had like he watched my channel or whatever. So when I bumped into him in Sedona, he's like, oh, what's up, dude? And it was like he like totally knew me. And I was like, wow, man, I, like. This is cool, but the guy's is like really, really fun guy. Like you said, yeah. like instantly, you're like, okay, yeah, dude, I, I can, I can, legit. I can hang out with yeah. this guy. We, we we can twist some caps and we'll we'll have a good time, you know. Yeah, and I feel like I feel like that whole little crew that we've gotten the chance to work with on the YouTube channel, you know, Tess and Steve are just legit people. So good, so such kind hearts in those people. And then Josh, Josh is, you know, I don't know Josh near as well as the other ones because I haven't met him personally. It's uh -huh. just been more of a, um, you know, a couple of phone calls and a bunch of emails going back and forth. And same with Brian out in Minnesota. But, um, yeah, it's just a cool little core group of people. We, we'll have to talk. I, I've I think had a lot of late cool. night kind of like me and Josh, for some reason, we hit it off and we started like chatting on on something like this, you know, hangouts, drinking beers. And, you know, it's kind of funny because we had done it so many times that it was like, it was kind of like your buddy was over at your house. You know, I'm sitting in the garage drinking beer, hanging out, chatting. All right, dude, see you later. And like, so we had known, kind of known, got to know each other pretty well. And then uh, he had came down to go to uh, um, um, to the, the biker event in Downeyville this summer and stayed at the house. And Which just, looked rad, by the way. Real, huh? Which looked rad, by the way. I love that place. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that is super fun. 
And so like he, we hit it off and, and I'll, I'll tell you what I was going to say a, a second ago when you were talking about these YouTubers, I think really what it comes down to is this community that we have as a whole. And, yeah. and, and I think, you know, for the most part, like the YouTubers that are met, they're just like all the other mountain bikers that I hang out with. And they're like the mountain bike companies that I've been meeting. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like everybody that's in and around this sport today, we have all this, like, kind of just this similar kind of like, Hey, we want to get outside. We want to get dirty. Maybe we want to want to burn some calories, but we also want to just have a fucking good time. You, yep. you know what I mean? Yep. For sure. And, and I think that's what is, is very drawing about the, the mountain bike community, you know, is that, that, um, is that by itself? You know what yeah. I mean? It's like everybody knows how to ride a bike. Yeah. So to speak, you know what I mean? Mo most people as a young child learn how to ride a bike. Yep. Not everybody can learn how to surf or has right. had the, the opportunity to do that. Right. You know what I mean? So where it's like, Oh, I, I like, like kind of like the slogan on my channel. It only takes a bike to be a biker. Like it really, yep. that's it, you yep. know? And so like, it's really easy for people to relate. I've been shocked that I've had people that watch my channel that don't even ride mountain bikes. I'm like, how the hell are you watching my channel? You don't even ride mountain bikes. You yeah. know, like they're it's like, the, Oh yeah, you inspired me to go buy one. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? What do you even, yeah. what, how'd you get here in the first place, man? So the community aspect in the mountain bike scene is just ridiculous. I mean, we go to any of these festivals, right? The Sedona, we were both there. You don't have to, you could walk in there not knowing a soul and instantly have a thousand friends that yeah. are you know and you go link up and go on rides i mean you go surfing here on a good swell and it's hostile right everybody's very you know it's my wave kind of mentality and i love surfing and i love it but the difference between that and going on a mountain bike ride with a couple of your buddies that all want to share the same trail they want to show you the secret spots they want to they want to like that you stop you get a flat they're going to stop with you you know, it's just a, such a different community feel than any other sport, I think, that I've participated in. Um, so I love it. I, I think it's a great core group of people, which yeah, is no, why yeah. we built the brand around it, right? Yeah, do you, you know, when you said that at the beginning, the beginning of this, this live stream, like, honestly, to me, that that really spoke to me because I was like, you know, I, I never really thought about it in that terms until the way that you explained it as like a lifestyle company when you equated yeah. it to some of these other brands that that we're all familiar with and i'm like yeah no i get it now i mean i totally get it now like that that to me is what if i was listening to this and not you know part of the interview itself that's what i would walk away with like okay that that's really cool i can stand behind that you, you yeah. know what i mean that's cool that's that's good no thank you for that yeah, yeah, definitely, dude. I, I'm I'm looking forward to an excuse to come down to San Diego. I've been trying to figure it out for a while. My one buddy that's from down there is always uh, telling me, come on, let's make a road trip. Let's make a road trip. And my, my company that I work for, my day job, we have an office in Irvine. So sometimes we yeah. uh, we, we make our way, I make my way down there. And that's that's what I've been kind of waiting for, something to come up that I need to go to Irvine. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. then I'll head down there. You're that, Robert, you're not that far away. You can do it. We'll, uh, yeah, you can, I mean, we'll, figure out, we'll figure out a bike for you. Oh, I, I can bring a bike. I I, I got a bike, you know, and I, I would just drive. Honestly, it's not that far. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, it's one of those things that like, 
when, when you, you're like, oh yeah, I'll do that next week or I'll do that next month. And then when you finally get in the car and you go there, you're like, why don't I do this more often? Yeah. Like when I sure. went to Sedona, I, I have a buddy that I was in the army with that lives in Phoenix and I hadn't seen him in a long time. And it was like, I stopped in Phoenix and we hung out and I was like, dude, it, it took me like half a day to get here. Yeah. Like really yep. like, why, why am I not making this more? Why am For I sure. not making this more of a priority in my life? You know? Yep. And, and I think, that that same thing is like also what kind of the channel has helped me do like before i started the channel dude i went to auburn like every weekend it was like three three core places around here that i rode it was like i went to auburn i went to rockville i went to salmon falls right and it was like those are the those are the trails what are we riding this weekend auburn rockville or salmon falls you know and every once in a while i'd be like oh let's go to tahoe you know what i mean yeah. and I started the channel it was like hey i need to get out i need to do some more stuff and I start riding all of these other places. And I'm like, why the hell am I not driving around all these other places all the other time? You yeah. know, like, yeah. like this doesn't make any sense. There's like all this awesome riding. Why am I doing this? You know, right, right. And it's like I drove down to Sedona, and it's like, dude, it took us a half a day, a half a day, man. Like, how hard is it to drive down there and then spend a day or two there and drive home? Like, you could take one day of vacation and go have like a rad ass trip. You right. know, like right. It's so worth it. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. That's one, you, that's one thing I, I'll say with this brand and you know, just the traveling that we've done is getting to experience some pretty cool locations um that I wouldn't have done otherwise. And yeah, I, I encourage you, man, get out there. Try to try to get to them. Are you guys shipping um um internationally or just uh just here in the States or we, we do, um, it, not a ton, quite honestly. We don't uh -huh. promote it. We don't really market overseas at this point very much. Um, it's just more, yeah, more domestic. Is there a bunch of logistics to that, like with customs and stuff like that or no. like? No, no, it's easy. It's, it's, there's nothing harder for us to ship it uh -huh. to Spain than it is to, to you, right? Um, uh -huh. It's just, it's the level of marketing that goes into it, right? We just, certainly we do it. Probably, you know, a handful of packages a week, I would say, go out. Places that were just crazy expensive. Like, like I have some Patreon people that live in Australia. And there's like, there's no, I'm losing money every time one of the, I ship something to them, you know, because I'm, I'm, but I, that's not an issue for me. You know what I mean? But, but I could see if I was, if I was, you know, mailing 20,000 freaking envelopes to Australia, that would be a fucking problem. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and at some point we'll be, we'll be uh, putting effort into distribution over there, and that'll that'll help a lot with with that. You know, just get the distributors set up a little bit better, and we're starting to dabble with that. Nothing nothing too serious yet, though. I'm really excited to see where where you guys go, man. Honestly, like uh, I think yeah, I think that I think it's I think it's super fun, dude. I really I really do, and and I I will be the first to admit to you that six months ago. Um, maybe it was a little longer than that, but if you were to tell me that I would be amped about, you know, matching socks and gloves, like I, I, I would probably tell you you're full of shit. You yeah. know, I'm, I'm being dead honest with you. Yeah. And, and it was, it was Brian Vaughn sending me a package, yeah. you know, and, and I looked at it, you know, and I was like, just like, I'm, I'm just a freaking guy. I'm just like a big dumb bear, dude. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm like, I'm gonna put my gloves on and that's, I'm gonna do the same thing every time. Cause I know that works. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? And it's like some, somebody, somebody threw a little freaking 
rocking my pond and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, wow, there's other things out there. That's kind you, of, know? you know what you'll see too with us? Um, again, kind of going back to that whole idea about you want to be stealthy sometimes, you want to be bold and other times, you know, there's the loud and proud and there's the stealth feel, right? And it's not all about being busy and loud and crazy designs all the time. Um, and right. so you'll see, you know, a lot more stuff get bled into the line that's more subdued, more solid blocks. Um, yeah. You know, now that the glove is known to be a, at the quality that it is, and um, it doesn't have to, the designs doesn't have to sell it any longer, right? So you can sell it with just the, the quality of the of the product and repeat customers just that solid way. color or something like that. It's like, hey, I just want a black glove. Just you know, the stuff that we do, the, the sock doesn't exactly duplicate what's on the glove. You don't have to do that. You just have to tie things in. Same thing with the session tees or the jersey that we run with it. They don't have to be mirror images of each other, but having an element or two or a color pattern or whatever it is that pulls it out, boom. And then, you know, where, where, the, where the company will be in a year is going to be a lot different because you'll probably be able to mix and match a lot of the, the socks with different gloves or the gloves with different socks. And, you know, as the inventory is able to, to build out, we'll be able to, you know, and that's all thought, thoughtfully done, right? I love your socks, dude. I I, um, I think I have some sock guy stuff. I mean, they're probably the biggest guy in the in the bike industry as far as socks go. Yeah. And I've had some some other brands stuff as well. And I really like the material of your sock a lot. It reminds me of some stuff that I had ski wise that I used to use. Yeah. And and I just really like that. Like, it's 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 kind of still has like a, it's not like a, a, a spandex feeling to it, but it, it's like, it's not it's a cotton, cotton feeling yeah. either. Like, like the sock guy socks have like a, a cottony kind of feeling to them still. But, but yours, I mean, they, they stay in place, man. They don't fucking yeah. move. You know? Yeah, there's two, there's two extremes to me. We've used sock guy in the past and, you know, they're good friends of ours too. They're, they're here in Carlsbad. Um, and their sock is just a different, it's not as, it's not as tight. It kind of falls down sometimes and just the construction is different. Um, then you've got somebody on the other spectrum, like uh, what are they called? Uh, I should know it offhand. Uh, Swiftwick, which makes a really almost a compression sock. And uh -huh. I think the sock is somewhere in the middle there. There's a little bit of compression that keeps it tight, keeps it held up, um, but it's not over. It's not, you know, squeezing your leg too badly. Um, but yeah, no, we're super yeah, thankful. No, it definitely doesn't feel uncomfortable in the long term. Like it's not it's like, it, it's it's like socks we don't make a lot of money our margins are not very good on the socks because uh, we pretty much sink everything we can into making the best sock we can we don't we don't hold back on any of the options with it um but i we we believe that's firm that's super important to uh, have that have the best sock we can make um and uh just build the brand on the best product we can make right so how do you go through that process of like I mean, it's the same idea. Like you, you get like a bunch of samples and you're like, oh, I like the way this feels. Or did you have to go through like a bunch of like prototypes and you guys went out and warm around town? <laughs> or like, like how's that? For sure. I mean, the first sock that we did with this, this uh, manufacturer, yeah, they, we had them send us everything they could and all the different sizes and, you know, all the materials and options that we could have so we could see the differences between them. Um, but I mean, they're a sock manufacturer. So it's a pretty, they have a pretty good you know, layup on what they're going to do already. And we just have to choose the options. Uh -huh. um, but yeah, it's the hardest thing, honestly, is getting the gloves and the socks to match. And we're not perfect at it. 
but you know you have a Are limited you about like like because of the the the, 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 the dye like so that they actually yeah. come printed the same color or whatever yeah because you figure the, the socks color. come with the socks are coming with a yarn that's already dyed um so and then the gloves are coming from overseas and they're printing on the gloves with cmyk so they can have unlimited print you know colors on it and uh so you have to it's a little bit of an orchestration between uh overseas and and here locally to try to make those socks and gloves match up as best we can and you know what at the end of the day they're not all perfect they're close um and thankfully they're not being worn side by side so you don't know you know you can pick it apart but the concept you know, is there one of those things too like they're not right next to each other like right. when i when i've done stuff with sticker they're like yeah you know what sometimes we might print something and because of like you were talking about cmyk or or like how, however the dye color like the colors that they can hit with that like yeah, he's like, maybe we can't hit that same color as that frame, but when the sticker is on your fork, it's yeah. a foot and a half, two feet away from it. It looks the same to everybody. Yeah, you know, exactly. But then somebody gets it and they stick it right next to each other and they're like, oh, this is bullshit, man. You know, and I'm, yeah. I'm sure you probably got, you know, you yep. have probably emails sitting in your inbox that are like that, like, what the fuck? You know? Yeah, yeah it's not perfect. Work. But we're, it's, it's the goal is to have fun with it, right? Yeah, yeah. I think at the end of the day, man, people just need to freaking need to need to live their life with a little bit more like kumbaya or something like that, man. People get in my eyes, they just get a little riled up about things that just don't. It's like, really, dude, this is what you want to waste your time with, man? Yep. Yep. I, I, I'd rather I'd rather live my life a little, little different way, man. Yep. Yep. For sure. <laughs> hey, Come man. What was that? What's your next event? When am I going to see you next? My next event, I, I would imagine if I can come up with the reason to drive down there, you know, because I've been saying I'm going to drive down to L, in, down to SoCal when the weather gets shitty up here. So we're coming into that season. Yeah. So, so we, we should definitely, we should put something together, man. I know I want to get back down and, and hang out with the guys down there at, uh, um, what you call it, uh, Worldwide Cyclery. Yep. And uh, I met another guy in Interbike that has a really cool product, and he's out of SoCal too. And uh, I, I, I'm I'm starting to to work up a list of reasons to go down there. You know what I mean? That are more than more than just you know just going to ride bikes. And and uh, I, I I would I would imagine maybe sometime this winter, if not, I, I could see it for sure. I'm I'm planning on going back to Sedona at this point. Good. I apparently didn't shit my pants enough the last time I was standing on the side of a cliff. Did you watch that video? Yeah, I did. That was bad. Yeah. I want to do that again. <clears throat> Dude, do you watch that Phil video when he's up there on freaking white line? What is wrong with that guy? <laughs> where where were what was the cliff? What was the cliff you were standing off of? I was over kind of by the uh the airport trails over there. Okay. I went over there with Jeff Lenowski and honestly, I was with a group of like 50 guys and all of them rode through there. I'm just the big pussy in the back. <laughs> <laughs> two, two years ago, I'll leave you with this one on the Sedona stories, but two years ago, a buddy of mine, Gabe, he's our photographer that comes with us every year. We go up to do hangover trail uh -huh. and um, it was cold. It just snowed. It was, it was a little nutty. Anyway, we get up there. Halfway through, we make the turn in the saddle, and every rock ledge that you had to cross over, some of them were iced over, some of them weren't. You couldn't tell. Oh, and shit. it was just a sheer drop-off. And when we got around the corner and looked down, it was all shaded down there, and 
we tucked our tails and turned back around and, and went home. Um, so we did about half of hangover until the turn. And I don't regret that decision at all to turn around. We both, honestly, I had those flashes of like, I, I need to call my wife right now before we go any farther. Just yeah. thinking like, this is where it could end right here. And I, I just go, it's not worth it, right? Yeah, you're supposed to be doing this for fun, right? Yeah. And those conditions were just, uh, it gives me chills just talking about it. I just, how quickly it could have gone wrong. Yeah, I have like a, a, a pretty good fear of heights to start with. So when I get in a situation like that, my brain is like coming up with some like really odd ways that that I'm going to end up falling down the side of the cliff. I'm like, so if my phone rings and it scares me and then yeah, I twitch yeah. my handlebars and I accidentally pull my brakes and then there's that rock over there and I get a flat and my pedal brakes at the same time, then I'll go over the cliff. You know, yep, yep. Like it's just, it's just stupid. And it's like in, in my head, I know like I'm, I'm logically telling myself, dude, that is the most fucking insane thing I've ever heard in my life. That is not your... going to happen. But yeah. my, my, the other part of my brain is like, go fuck yourself, dude. This is what's going to happen. I know it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> go back. Nope. Right. I don't listen to those. I think. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? It's like, like I said, like it, it just be true to who you are, man. If, if, that, if that's who you are, like just accept it. You know, it's like, like even, even like with business, right? Like let somebody that has that skill set do that job. And, yep. and if it's that trail that somebody has that skill set for, and I don't have it, I, I have plenty of grins and plenty of smiles on, on plenty of other trails. So yep, I, I don't go. have to do that one. So definitely, man. Hey dude, it was super fun hang, hanging out with you, having, having beer, chatting. I, uh, I, I definitely appreciate you getting on. I want people to to for sure take a look at your website. What's the website? Casco-mtb.com. Right on. And then uh, usually when you ship, how, how long does it take for you to ship stuff out? Usually goes out the same day. Um, and then just depending on where it's at, it's usually you know two to three days to get delivered. Um, yeah, we do everything we can to get stuff out the same day. Sweet. That's, uh, Sweet. I know. Oh. I know important to me to get stuff quick when I'm excited about it. So we want to do the same for people. Yeah, for sure. That that's definitely, definitely a plus. Oh man. I had something witty to say. Now I lost it. See, oh. failure. <laughs> <laughs> so it, nonetheless, I mean, um, um, like, like I said, once again, it, it was great, great hanging out, great talking. Um, the conversation went, went well. And, uh, I hope everybody else has enjoyed, enjoyed hearing us chop it up as much as I, I enjoyed talking with you. Um, oh. Everybody that that's, that's hanging on here still, if you guys don't know it, it the, this will be a podcast hopefully tomorrow <laughs> and, uh, it, it'll be on, on Apple as well as Google play and SoundCloud. If any of you guys listen to this podcast on one of those platforms, do me a favor and like do the thumbs up thing or whatever it is that they call it over there, write a review or something like that. It helps the, it helps the podcast grow. Um, I'm, I'm hoping, hoping to, to make this thing get bigger. And um, <clears throat> so with all that being said, it's every Sunday, 5 PM PST. It only takes a bike to be a biker. Get the fuck out and be one bitches. <laughs> Thank you. Take guys. Care, Good Thank talking you. to you.